0: I'm excited to announce today that as of today, January 20th, we are officially going to be known as X Church. Hold on. X Church. Yes. X Church, let me just say, we're changing the name of our church. And I feel like this, it's more than just a new name. I feel like that this is actually a new chapter in the life of our church. Why are we changing our name from Crossroads Church to X Church? Well, here's the first reason, because there are 17,498 Crossroads Churches across our country. On top of all of that, let me give you the really, the deeper meaning. Because this, this is what hit me the moment. Uh, it dawned on me that we're gonna change the name of our church to X Church. There's something significant about the letter X. And I learned this when I was in Bible college, and maybe, maybe many of you wouldn't know this, because in the Greek, the Greek that the New Testament was really written in, the, um, the letter X, the capital letter X, represents Christ. Let me say it again. The capital letter X actually represents Christ in the Greek. So I love that. That's, to me, the deep, personal connection to the name x church that this church is not based on just a letter in the alphabet it's not based on just my name or anybody else's name but this church is built on the name of Jesus Christ and that it is his church this is x church Christ's church Jesus said I will build my church and not even the gates of Hades will overcome will prevail against it And i believe that we are still a testament to that we are still part of the church that jesus is building today in our world come on are you excited about it it's pretty awesome we can it's fun it's exciting i I really i love it man and i tell you what i love church i don't know if you miss church but i miss church two weeks about did me in i almost didn't make it but uh I'm really excited just to be with you today, and if you're newer to, to our church here, man, I'm, I'm telling you, you picked a great time to jump in, and I've got a lot of things that I want to share, and obviously, like, the weather did not cooperate, and so having to kind of change some things, I want to encourage you to do this. Would you maybe, if you're a part of this church community, at, at least kind of try to commit to prioritize the next several weekends, at least three more weekends after this, to say, I'm going to be here because I have things I want to share. I got things that, again, I said, the name change is kind of the window dressing. There's more to it that we feel like God has given to us that I'm excited to kind of talk about. I'm going to share some of them today, and and then I've got other things to share in weeks to come. Now, next weekend is special. How many of y'all know what next Sunday is? What is it? Shout it out if you know. Super Bowl Sunday. We get to watch Tom Brady win his 25th Super Bowl ring. Isn't that exciting? No. I... I just, I'm just ready for somebody else to win. Just, I'm just saying. But hey, um, next weekend is, we'll call it Football Sunday. We did this last year. It was incredible. Listen, the most exciting thing you're going to see is not going to be the game because we already know the outcome. But you can come to church Next Sunday, and it is going to be incredible, wear your favorite team jersey, you're going to invite somebody with you because you're going to um, get to hear some incredible music, we're going to have some food, we're going to have fun, we're going to get to hear from some NFL players, just talk about their faith, and so you're not going to want to miss football Sunday next weekend, and then the two weekends after that, Please make sure that you come, because I've got some things I want to share and I want to impart to my church about really some of the direction, the values, and the things that God has given me. It is new and it's fresh, and that's why I feel like we're entering a new season, a new chapter in the life of our church, not just the name. And so today I want to do something. I had to kind of call an audible based on the weather, and I I had to kind of take some things I wanted to share and just kind of smash them around and... And so if you could, and you would allow me, I, I want to kind of do more of a family talk than a message. If you're used to kind of a message like what I like to preach, um, today's going to be different, okay? It's going to be a little bit more, you know, you ever have family meetings where like mom and dad are like, come down here, kids, family meeting. You're like, oh gosh, why do we have to do this? It's not going to be that bad, I promise you, Okay. But I I just want to have like a family talk. So if you're someone who's really a part of this church community, this is just me as your pastor just kind of wanting to, if we were sitting down kind of face to face, I would want to share these things because God's put some things on my heart that I just want to share with you of what I'm praying for and I want to see happen in your life and in my life in 2019 as we begin this new chapter of ministry. And and I just want to say this up front, okay, I want to say I love you. Don't you hate it when the pastor does it because you know it's not going to be great. No, I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to like this. But, but I kind of feel like, you know, the first of the year. I mean, Pastor Zach, you, you know what this is like because he's, he's been killing this, right? First of the year, you know, you get all motivated and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to do this. And, and then a lot of times we fizzle out, but sometimes you need a little extra help. And so I don't know if any of you have any personal trainers, Pastor Zach. You, he's got a personal trainer. he have been telling me he's kicking his butt. It's like a love-hate relationship, isn't it, right? And so I just want to say this. I'm your personal trainer when it comes to all things spiritual, all right, like just look at me like your your personal trainer your spiritual PT that's my name PT personal trainer and, and personal trainers will stretch you and they're going to come you can do more reps than that and they're going to push you but here's why it's because they believe that you can do it and they want to help you get results and so some of the things I want to share with you today I'm going to do this at love and they're not I'm not trying to be raided none it's not like that but I hope you hear my heart. This is something I want for you. I want for every person who is a part of this church. So today I got three things. And I want to ask you, if you're part of this church, to write these down. Get out your phone. You can you take a picture of the screen. You know, get a pen out. You don't have any paper write on your neighbor's hand. Do whatever you need to do. But I want you to reflect on these three things. Cause this is just me kind of just talking from my heart. So, this is what I want for you if you're part of this church community. Three things. The first one is this I want for every single person who's part of this church, I want for you to be involved in the life of our church. Involved in the life of our church. I know that's not so bad, is it? Yeah. I, I want for you to be involved when it comes to the life of our church. Now, now, let me clarify something. I didn't say I want you to come to church, there's a difference. I mean, I do want you to come to church. I love getting to see you. Going two weeks without seeing people and, and connecting in the community is just awful. Like, I, I, I think we take for granted sometimes the opportunity that we have to worship freely in this country, and then all of a sudden you can't, and you realize, wow, this is, this is special. I, I want you to come to church, but this is more than that. I, I wanna ask you this. What does it look like for you and your family to be involved in the life of this church? Not, not just to attend every once in a while, not just pop in every so often. I'm gonna come get a little bit of something that's good and then disappear. I'm talking about to actually be involved. And I say that because there's a trend that I see in our culture that we need to kind of resist. We gotta like push back because there's this trend I see, which is to say the big buzzword is community. Right? Like, we all, we want community, and we want to be in a community and be accepted in a community. The buzzword is this, and we say, we want community, but we want it with anonymity want community but i also want anonymity in other words i want the benefits and i want everything the church and the communities that i have have to offer me but i don't want anybody to really know me i don't want anybody to kind of get in my life i don't i don't want anybody to expect anything of me so we want community but we want it on our own terms that's not the picture or the model that we get when jesus said i'm going to build my church you read through the book of acts and then come tell me otherwise we we are a community, and I want you to be involved in the life of this community. That, that's more than just, well, I come in and I attend every once in a while. Because here's what we really want. Most of us, we want the benefits of the community without the burden of it. I want everything it has to offer me. I, I want all the stuff and the programs and the services and my kids and all of that stuff. And, and, but I want it on my terms. I want it when I want it. And I'm not going to actually get involved. And I'm not actually going to, like, get connected to people in relationships so I can just kind of come and go as I feel. And I just, I want to push back against that. That's not the picture of the church. Like, I want to encourage you, what does it look like for you to be involved? And I know, here's the big argument. This is what we're all saying. This is what everybody says, you know. I would, I would. But, man, life is just so busy. It's busy. How many feel like life is busy? Raise your hand if you feel like life is busy. I mean, come on. I think that's almost all of us. Life is super busy. I mean, work and kids and extracurricular things and all that. I, I get it. Life is really busy. But can I tell you why your life is busy? Your life is busy because you chose to make it busy. No, not me. Yeah, you did. And I have. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But we all need to recognize something. We all have the same number of hours in a day, the same number of days in a week. What we're really talking about is Priorities. And what I find is it's easy today in our culture, and yes, I am intentionally kind of pushing back against the grain in our culture. In our culture today, is say, oh, I just go to this and they serve and they got a great service for me and they got this for me, but we're not actually engaging. I know it's busy. I know life's busy. But can I ask you this? Where does the spiritual community fall in that? Is it just slightly below all of the different activities and the hobbies and the sports things and everything that we have. Uh, or where does that fall? Because I know it's busy. And I just want you to understand something. We know it's busy. And from the very beginning when, when I started this church, like we have always intentionally, you need to hear this, we do not create a lot of programs. You, you may have already noticed that. Some people complain about that. We don't have a lot of programs. We intentionally focus and say, look, we're going to do church on Sunday. We're going to gather because I believe that we're called to do that, Hebrews 10, 25. I, I believe we're called to come together as a community, and, and, and we're going to do that. We're going to do it well. We're, we're going to encourage to get into a smaller circle, into a small group where you can build a relationship with people in the church. Grow in your faith, like, we're we're gonna do that. And and then go serve beyond our walls. We wanna do all that, but we intentionally do not create a ton of program. Now, some of you grew up going to a church where the church was your life. Any of you ever do that? Like, come on, how many of you went to church the church was your life? Sunday morning, Sunday night? Wednesday night, Thursday night, spaghetti dinners, Tuesday night, men's prayer, Saturday morning, women get, you know, like, it, it was the life of your church. Now, now, listen, when I challenge you and I say, I want for you to be involved in the life of our church, please hear this part really clearly. I don't want the church to be your life. But I do want you to be part of the life of the church. I, I, I don't want the church to be your life. You know why? Do You know what? We're intentional that way. Because everybody, people want us. Why won't you do this? Can we have this? And can we? No, we're not going to do all that. You know why? Because I found that when the church becomes my life, you know what I do? I stop. I disconnect from the people who need me most, the people outside of the church. I want you to have time to connect with your neighbors and people at work, and I want for you to have time with your families, and I want you to kind of be able to engage with people outside of the church. And so, I don't want us spending all our time together. That doesn't sound very good coming from the pastor. (laughs) But I do want us to connect on a deep and real authentic way. And I think that a lot of us, myself included, have a tendency to go, well, I just kind of, I only connect so much and I want all the benefits of it, but I don't really want to commit to being involved in the life of the church. Now, I I really feel like we kind of sat around as a leadership team last year and started to really kind of assess and say, what does it look like to be involved in the life of this church? And you, you know what I discovered? We, we began to think about how in, in life there's natural rhythms that God has created. Like, like, for example, we have seasons. I know you know that really well here in Ohio. We're supposed to have four seasons. It feels like we have two. Really bad and then a little bit of summer, right? Like rain and cold. And that's what it's felt like lately, but but God has given us seasons. Do you know that seasons, even much as we hate it, and I can't stand winter and give me the palm trees and I don't want. The, you know, here's the thing: it actually benefits the the planet. There's actually things that happened. In wintertime when it looks like everything's dead it's not actually dead it's dormant do you know that there are things that happen when when there's opportunities for rest there's rhythm that God created in nature there's a rhythm that God creates in our lives you can see it all throughout the Bible right that God he created and then he rests. and God created a Sabbath and says don't burn the candle at both ends You need a rhythm of rest. There's times to go, and then there's times not to. I love the writer of Ecclesiastes that says it this way. There is a time for everything, and there is a season for every activity under the heavens. We got seasons. And so one of the things we started thinking about as a leadership team, we thought, you know, I bet it doesn't feel like we have seasons of ministry and and focus in the church. I bet it feels more sporadic to people. And we've always taken an approach, like we plan stuff and we know things uh, that you could do to be involved in the life of our church, but we try not to put it out there too far in advance in the past because we we kind of took this approach that like we're so bombarded with information and news that we we don't want you to lose the importance of it. But then we started thinking, I wonder if people feel like it just is more random than it is planned. And so we're making a change to kind of the flow of ministry. I I wanted to tell you about today. It's just cool. Um, We're doing something called Seasons. We created three different seasons of ministry that we kind of are going to focus our life of our church into three, three three-month seasons throughout the year. And I know right now some of you are thinking, uh, Pastor Tim's not very good at math, is he? Three, three months, that's nine months. No, because we want to create a natural rhythm of focus, time of what's going on in life for our church, and then a season of rest. So, listen to this. So, um, by the way, season one, started last sunday you weren't here for the kickoff but i was it was awesome you should have been here it was so great right and so season one kicks off and it goes three months and we're focusing the energy of our ministry and the life of our church our small groups meeting and all the different activities of the youth ministry and kids like we're focusing them into those three months and then after that we're gonna have an off month now let me explain this because already you're thinking. We're not going to have church for a month. That is not what I'm saying. We are going to have church every single weekend. But what we want to do is we want to create a natural rhythm where we can have a month to evaluate ministry where we can have a time for, especially if you're like a small group leader, you're like, oh, you get a kind of a break from kind of hosting for a little bit. It gives us an opportunity to launch new things. So if you're like, oh, I wanted to get into that one thing that you guys do, hey, it starts up again. And so we're intentionally wanting to match rhythms. I mean, think about it in your life, your kids, there's school, there's a school season, and then there's an off season. Sports, there used to be that there was a, sports season, and then an off-season. But 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 now we just go to off-season training, and now we just go to winters. So you know what I mean? But th- there's natural rhythms. And, and here's why we're doing this, why I'm sharing this. Because I just want desperately for, for you and your family to be involved in the life of this church. This is going to improve our communication. So listen, before you leave today, they have season one cards. Hey, throw me, throw me that one real quick, Pastor Zach. I want to show them. So, so we've got a season one card. You're going to have this at the beginning of every season and, and on the back of it, it's going to have all the events that are going on for the entire season. You're going to know. So listen, my type A planners that are just like, thank you, Jesus. Like, yes. Like, listen, and we're going that, here's why we're doing this. You know why? Because we all have the same number of hours in a day, same number of days on the calendar. It's because we thought we want you to be able to prioritize your involvement and your family's involvement in the life of the church. And so we're gonna put this out in front, in advance. We're gonna celebrate it, and you're gonna be able to hear every season what we're doing in our church. We're kicking off with a special thing for all of our servant leaders. Only servant leaders are gonna be invited to that. And then at the end of every season, this is cool, we're gonna have season parties. Like, we need to party. I think church needs to party a little bit, needs to celebrate a little bit more, all right? Church sometimes boring. We need to celebrate. We're going to have season parties for every single season where it's going to be like an Awaken, only different, but we're going to gather together, celebrate everything that God's done in the life of our church. It's going to be incredible. And so I'm just telling you about this new rhythm in 2019 in the ministry and the life of our church, and that is seasons, because I desperately want for you and your family to be involved. Not, not just show up here and there on a Sunday. But I I want you to wrestle with this. What does it look like for our family? Are we really involved there? Are you planted or are you placed here? That's the question I have for you. Second thing I I really want for every person here at X Church is this. I want for you to be maturing in your faith. That's a good thing, isn't it? I want you to grow up in your faith spiritually. Now, here's the thing I love uh, about our church Our church has always been a place where you can know nothing about God, have never even been to church, I've never, like, I have no clue about religion, about Christ, Christianity, and this. Listen, we're a church where we welcome you. You can wrestle with doubts. You can say, I'm an atheist. I'm agnostic. I don't believe in this. And you know what we'll tell you? Come on and join. Listen, you can belong without believing. We say that all the time here. You are welcome to be here. And my prayer and hope is that one day you are going to have an encounter with Jesus like many of us have. But I want you to know this. We design this church with you in mind, if that's you. If you don't like that, sorry, but, but we do. We, we design it for the person who doesn't know anything. And we have the privilege and the honor of getting to lead people to Jesus every single year. As a church, hundreds of people every single year. And that is a privilege. But I don't want to just introduce people to Jesus. I want to see you grow and mature in this journey of faith. I, I want to I see you mature. And so I, I want to I say this, and here I am. I'm just going to preface this by saying this. I'm, I'm trying to say this as lovingly as I can and with all grace. And so please hear this. You and you alone are responsible for your spiritual growth. You know that? Like you and you alone. Because a lot of people are like, oh, the church. And oh, the pastor. And I hear people, that church don't feed me. And that pastor, no, nah, no. Nah. Can, I, can I just say this? You and you alone are responsible for your spiritual growth. Don't blame it on anybody else. Don't blame it on your parents. Don't blame it on your church. Don't blame it on your pastor. Don't. You and you alone are responsible. Listen, I'm not making that up. I love what the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 5, verses 13 and 14. Listen to this. He said this, anyone who lives on milk being still an infant. If you're a parent, you get that, right? There's times when we're brand new or, you know, Said is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. In other words, when you're brand new and you just say, okay, I, I, I want to follow God, you, you don't really know much. And that's expected. How many of your parents raise your hand if you're a parent, right? How many of you remember when your kids were babies? You had to feed them every X amount of hours, right? Middle of the night, you had to get up, get a bottle, prepare it and all that. I understand that we all, we all end up in a place like that at some point in our lives. But as parents, you want nothing more than to see your kids actually grow up. Here, here's what verse 14 says. Now, this is so important. Please don't miss this. But solid food is for whom? It's for the? Come on, say it out loud. It's for the? Here, here's, this is important. Here's, here's what I want you to see. Who by constant what? Come on, say it out loud. By constant have done what? Say those two words out loud. Both campuses have trained Okay, hold on. we got to say that again. Say it again. Um, I want you to mean it. Say it again. They have what? Have... (laughs) Oh! To distinguish between good and evil. Well, well, I I go to church, pastor, so you can... Listen, I I want you to come to church, and I want to help you in that direction. But maturity, like when you grow up, and we all have to start somewhere. So listen, I'm, I'm not... If you're, if you're brand new, we, we all started there, all of us, every single person in this place. We all started there at one point. But listen, moms and dads, don't you, like, at, at some point, don't you want to see your toddler start using one of these? A spoon? Come on, that's the greatest thing ever if you're a parent. Do you know the joy that you have when you can finally get to the point of just putting some food down on their tray, and they feed themselves, and you don't have to stand there holding them the whole time with a bottle? I I want my I want my kids when they were little to start feeding themselves. Listen, it is my great desire that you would meet Christ, and we're gonna bottle feed you for a little bit. We'll help you. We'll get you started. You come here, but listen. I hope and pray that one day you can pick up a spoon by yourself, and you can shovel the food right into your own mouth. You know what's. Listen now more than any other time in human history are more resource available for you to consume. You can this not just on Sunday, but come on, people go to church every day of the week. There's resources online. There's sermons you can listen to, podcasts. There's books. There's audio things. There's listen. There's so many ways, and yet I still hear people go, "Well, they just don't feed me there." Really? How old are you? How long have you been in church? Why is it you have to come in? And I got to say, all right, open up wide. Here comes the airplane. (laughs) Like, like, I'm going to help you, but please, dear dear Lord, would you, please, would you pick up a spoon and start feeding yourself? Listen, if Sunday is the only time you eat spiritually, you're going to be really hungry for the rest of the week. Pretty weak, too. So so we want to help you. And so I, I started kind of just asking this question with our leadership team. You know, I've wrestled with this. I really do believe that we're all on a journey and that you're responsible for your spiritual growth. But I also know that I have a role in it. And I accept that. I embrace that. And the pastors of this church that we that we have on staff. Like, we have a role in it. So we started wrestling with it. We're like, okay, what's our role? What are we doing? What What, what do we... What are we here to lead and to give? And, and we kind of boiled it all down to just a real little succinct phrase. This is what I feel like is like my role for you. And that is this, that we, we as your leaders and pastors, we wanna point the way and clear the path. Point the way and clear the path. Okay, we want to point the way. That's what I do. When you come to church on Sunday, you bring your Bible, and you're like, okay, I want to know. This is me pointing the way, and this is what I'm going to do. Every Sunday, we're like, hey, here's the way if you want to know Jesus. Here's the way if you want to know what being a godly spouse looks like. Here's the way if you want to know what it looks like to forgive, even if that person hasn't asked for it. Here's the way if you want to know how to order your finances in a godly way. Here's the way. I'm going to do that. That's what I do. I'm going to help point the way. But I hope you get this. I want you to get this mental picture in your mind because imagine that you're standing at, at, a, at a fork in the road and, and there's two paths that you can take. And I come up alongside of you and you're like, I'm not sure which way to go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to point. I'm gonna be like, that's the way you want to go. You want to go. Go there. Go there. Now, every Sunday you come. I'm like, you ought to go there. You ought to go there. You ought to go there. But listen, nothing changes unless you take a step. And I'm just trying to help you understand that if you keep circling the same struggles, if you feel like nothing's really changed in your life, hey, listen, don't blame it on the environment. Don't blame it on the pastors. Don't blame it. Take a look at your own life and what you're doing because you are responsible for your own spiritual growth. And I'm going to point the way. This is what we're going to do. We're going to point the way. How do we do it? We're going to point the way, and we're going to say, here's how you find deeper connection. Here's how you find relationship. Here's how you find community. You ought to get into a small group. Hey, by the way, we have a connect event that's going to happen a little bit on both of our campuses. You know what that's us doing? Here's the way to go. You can go. You don't have to go. I'm just pointing the way. That's what I do. Right? It'd be like a personal trainer going like, look, here's how you push the weights. But you got to do it. Right? Uh, we, we have all kinds of opportunities for you. If you're brand new in your faith, we've got this, we've had this experience called starting point. You maybe have heard of it before. It's an eight week conversation for those. Maybe that don't, maybe you don't know anything. Maybe you're like, I'm just struggling. I'm not really growing. I'm not doing anything. You ought to try this. But since we were changing the name of our church, we're like, well, let's just change everything. So we're changing that to explore. So that's our new thing. It's called explore an eight week conversation. It kicks off every season. Like, again, this is out there. All we're doing is pointing the way. I'm just going to keep pointing the way and say, man, this is the way to grow. This is the way to this. But then you got to take the step. And then we're going to clear the path. Here's what that means to us. That means that we want to clear all the obstacles out of the way so that the moment you're ready to step, that we're prepared for you. This is more of a us thing, the staff. And I've challenged our staff. We've just changed all of our systems, our church management system, everything over for this sole purpose so that we can do it way better than we ever have before. So we're going to clear the path, and we want to be prepared and ready and communication and all that for you when you're ready to take that step. But we're just going to point, and you got to take that step. I really would love to see you mature in your faith this year. So I'd love to see as your pastor. Now let me tell you one of the new things that we're going to do. This is going to be cool. It's going to help kickstart it. If you're like, I don't, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do, we, we're going to help you. That's what we do. Uh, we are introducing something brand new that's going to kick off in March, a growth track to help every single person in this church, this is for every person in this church, to figure out how I can take my steps in the right direction. We're calling it XU, X University. It will be the easiest thing to graduate from ever in your life. And oh, by the way, tuition costs zero. We're not making, it's not a college, so don't freak out it's it's this uh it's it's four intentional steps and experiences that we want to just gather with you to help you get started in the right direction this is us going hey we're going to point the way four intentional things now let me tell you this is going to be so cool it is going to happen we're going to start it off happening every single weekend on sunday on our campuses four weeks Four steps that you can walk through. And if you do, I really believe we will help point you in a trajectory where you can learn to train yourself and grow in your faith. Now, let me tell you about these four weeks real fast because we're going to help you connect with really the mission of our church and the culture of our church and get to know you. That's one of the weeks. Uh, Another week, we're going to help you know what does it mean to follow Jesus. And I have some of you thinking, oh, man, I've been a Christian for like 10 years. I bet you have another step to take in that journey too. So do I. So, so we're going to gather and we're going to say, hey, what does it look like to really follow Jesus and how can we help you? And then we're going to have another step where we want to help you discover who you are. This one's going to be fun. You're going to love this. Where you're going to be able to discover, like, why am I like this? And we got a color test and a gifts test we're going to give. It's just all we want to kind of match you up with kind of how God's wired you. And then the fourth step, you're going to have an opportunity to find out what does it look like to be involved in the mission of our church. Four easy steps to graduate. It costs nothing All it takes is you being committed to say, I I want to do this. Now listen, here's the schedule, and I want to make sure, because this can be super, super confusing. And so if you're prepared, I wanted to let you know the schedule. Here's the schedule. The first week of the month is going to be the first step. Okay, are you with me still? I just want to give you time just to write it down, process. The second week of the month will be the second step. Are you following me? Does this make sense? The third week of the month will be the third, I think you got it from here, right? You guys are so smart. Like, we made it so easy that if you miss a week, hey, I know work, I know life, I know kids, I know things like that, boom, jump in the next month. But I want to encourage you, if you are a part of this church, I want every single person to go through XU. And from there, we want to just be able to have conversations so that we can just personally point the way and clear the path for you to grow. I want to see you mature, in your faith. And I want to say this. Maturity is not knowing more. Please hear this. Maturity is using what you know. Maturity is not being able to quote a bunch of Bible verses. Maturity is when you're living your life according to the words that are written in those. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, so I, my, my prayer, my hope and heart for you this year is that you will take a step toward spiritual growth in your life. We're going to point the way, but you got to take the step, okay? Let me give you the third and the final one. What I want for every single person here at X Church is is I want for you to be a part of helping someone else get on the path to God. That's our our mission statement at this church. We might have changed the name, but our mission remains the same, helping people get on the path to God. And I want you to recognize maybe if you're here today, it's because there was somebody that invited you. There was somebody that had been praying for you. There was someone that, that shared their story with you. What does it look like for you and me to help somebody else get on this journey let me tell you something i don't think there is very much in this life that will bring greater joy to your life than knowing that you had a part in somebody meeting jesus and changing their eternity i'm just gonna tell you there's not much else that compares when you realize that god used you in your story god used you in, in your life as a means of helping lead somebody to get on that path this is my hope my heart for for every person in this church is that i i want to say this what would it look like for you to help somebody else this year get onto the path to god i mean can you imagine what it would look like for each and every one of us to this is why we don't have a lot of programs this is it's because i want you to connect with somebody You you have people in your life. Listen, we all have circles of influence, spheres of influence that God has given to us. And we gather as a church community and we're like, that's one circle. But you know what I love and is so beautiful about what Jesus said he would build is that we don't just all live together and stay together 24-7. I said, I love you, but we don't need to be together all the time. Why? Because Jesus sent the church to the world. He's sending us. He said, go and make disciples. That's not a church commission, that's a you and me commission. Like, like I, I wanna challenge you a little bit with that. Don't do, well our church, my church does this, I'm asking you and if Jesus were here, I wonder if he'd look at you like he did his first disciples when there wasn't an organization and there wasn't a church on the street corner and there wasn't a pastor and he said, you guys go and make disciples. I, I want that for you and for me. That's something I desperately want. The longer that I'm in church and I'm surrounded by people I absolutely love, the less I, I feel connected to people who need the hope that lives within me. So I've got to be intentional this year. And I want you to be intentional about it. Let me close with this, this passage that Paul said to the church in Corinthians and the Corinthian body. He he said this in 2 Corinthians 10. This is kind of my heart for each and every one of you, and then collectively for us as a community. Verse 15, he said, Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, we talked about that today, as you take responsibility and your faith begins to grow, our, now he says our, sphere of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. I I believe that when, when we as a church grow up and become more like christ and then we live that out in front of other people we become irresistible to the world around us i want for people to look at us at work at school the gym and go oh my gosh i don't know about this god and i don't know about the stuff you say but but man i see something in your life And i want that i think we all want to be a part of that so this is my heart this is my desire for you i want for you to be involved in the life of our church and so i want you to wrestle with that a little bit as a family, have we been involved or we just kinda come here and there? Are we giving, are we serving? Are we loving others? Are we in community with each other? If not, what's that step for you? We'll point the way, we'll clear the path. Cause I wanna see you mature in your faith and I wanna see us growing up and continually to invite other people onto that journey with us. Cool? Are we good? You love me? Yeah. I wasn't too, I just, I want this for you and I want it for me. This is what I want for our church. So I'm excited as we begin a new season in the life of our church. Like, what does it look like to be all in at the X? Wrestle with that. and Maybe take, take a step this year. Amen. Let's pray. Bow, bow your heads if you would. Just close your eyes for a moment. Father, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice, both here in Lancaster watching this online. God, I know that this message is intentionally challenging, God. Lord, I I want us to kind of push back from uh, the the tide of the culture. And I want us, God, to look more like you than the world around us. So, God, I, I pray right now that by your spirit, that, Lord, you would just take, even if it's just one part of this talk, this message, God, and you would bring it to life and you would bear fruit in our lives in 2019. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here today that just doesn't know you and says, I, I, I want to be a part of this. God, I pray that they would know that they're welcome to be part of this community. And I pray, God, that you would reveal yourself to every person in this church. God, I pray that this is more than a place that we just go to visit on the weekends. But I pray that, God, the church of Jesus, Lord, the church, the one thing you said you would build, I pray that, Lord, that it would become just an important piece through the purpose and mission that we all have in this life. God, I pray more than anything that we would be planted planted in your house and flourish in the courts of our god we pray all these things under the name of jesus christ our lord and savior and everyone said amen, amen. come on let's give Him praise one more time